The University of California, Irvine School of Law welcomes its inaugural class of law students who begin classes August 24th. UCI School of Law seeks to create the ideal law school for the 21st century by doing the best job in the country of training lawyers for the practice of law at the highest levels of the profession. Recruited from top schools, the law faculty has been ranked in the top 10 in a recent study. The innovative curriculum stresses hands-on, interdisciplinary study, and public service. You may get all the details at www.law.uci.edu. The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. For more information on this or other KUCI programs, visit KUCI.org or KUCITalk.org. If a Middle Earth elf lived today in Southern California, how would she celebrate and support the arts, music, and her community? What would Arwen do? Thursdays with me, Tani Tanuvio, on KCI 88.9 FM and streaming live at KCI.org. Ellen Salalumin Amentialvo. And my Govanin and Suilaid to all my elf Friends, I am Tani Tanuviel, the resident KUCI Middle Earth Elf, and you are tuned in to What Would Arwen Do? An Elvish and now Hobbitish perspective on life. We are on every Friday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. and at 88.9 FM and streaming live on the internet at KUCI.org. Also, in case you have friends that might want to tune in a little bit later, we are available on podcast through iTunes and through our KUCI Public Affairs website at www.kucitalk.org. So I'd like to say a very special hello to everyone that's listening this morning in case you are wondering what in the world is this show all about? Well, this is the show where I ask, we ask, if a Middle Earth elf lived today in Orange County, what might her life look like? How would she celebrate and support the arts, music, her community, and the preservation of Earth, its beauty, resources, and creatures? Some people ask, what would Jesus do? Which I think is a very good question. I like to ask, what would Arwen do? In Tolkien and the Lord of the Rings, A Guide to Middle-Earth, Colin Durias wrote, In his invented mythology of Middle-Earth, Tolkien intended that his elves were an extended metaphor of a key aspect of human nature. This, quote, elven quality in human life was a central preoccupation of Tolkien's. Elves, like dwarves, hobbits, and the like, partially represent human beings. In Tolkien's mythology, elves represent what is high and noble in humans. In particular, they represent the arts in their highest form, work done in the image of God and his created world. So I believe that this, quote, elven quality exists today in every living person and yearns for expression through gifts of creativity, nobility, and service. 
And What Would Arwen Do has been on the air now for a little over four years, and I am so excited because just recently I now have a Middle Earth friend joining me, I Hobbit Milo Lonesdown. Good morning, Milo. Good morning, Tani. It's great to be here with you again. It is a glorious day here in Orange County. Uh, very much, I think, the weather of either the Phallus or the Shire, bright, shining, and... To me, a day in the Shire. <laughs> and we have some wonderful things to share this morning with our listeners. Um, lots of things going on, so we have kind of a multifaceted show this morning. Um, if you're up and about, you may have noticed that this is... September 11th, the um, anniversary of um, a day of great change, not only here in America, but for the entire world, I do believe. And uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about that this morning. Um, A day of remembrance mm -hmm. and a day of public service, as the president said this morning. And I think that is a wonderful, wonderful thing. Um, It's kind of like, um, I'm a bit, we elves have been around quite a while. I remember uh, being in school on the day that um, President Kennedy was shot. And there's no one that doesn't remember, uh, that I know, that doesn't remember where they were and what they were doing that day and the impact that it had on their families and their communities. And I think the same is true of uh, September 11th. And... um, But as an elf who never, ever gives up hope (laughs) and who hopes, tries to look on the bright side of things, um, I think that there, as much as there is tragedy and loss that comes out of these events, there also are good things. And I I remember, for one thing, that uh, right after 9-11 happened or, you know, during that time, people really connected to each other. They They, certainly did. People talked to their neighbors. They talked to their, they talked, called up and called people that they hadn't talked to in a long time because that sense of the people that you care about could be there in the morning and gone by afternoon. Exactly right. And so um, I think it really, in in a lot of ways, it really woke us up to uh, our, the love for the people around us and for our communities and for the preservation of, of our lives, the lives that we live and, and love. And perhaps a tendency to treasure the people we know more mm-hmm. and to treasure the earth more, um, but especially to treasure the people that really at the whim of fate, at the whim of fate, at the whim of a hurricane or a tornado or an earthquake could be gone tomorrow. Absolutely. Um, and so it's, and I feel like it's, you know, it's always kind of, this is one of the things I, I love about, uh, about us elves. We, we understand the cup of sweetness and the cup of bitterness of life. There's, there's always both. Uh, the elves loved being in Middle Earth. They, um, cared for it. They cherished it. They thought it was a beautiful gift of the Valar and of Eru Iluvatar. Um, however, they also longed to be reconciled to their kin in the West and knew that their true home was, was someplace else. And uh, But while they were in Middle-earth, they supported their communities. They did 
many of them were rangers. Uh, this Shire was protected by both the Dunedain and elves that patrolled the borders of the Shire, and the hobbits right. never even knew necessarily that that was right. going on. The um, great thing about the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit, but especially the Lord of the Rings, has many sections in it that talks about the nature of dark times, the nature of tragedy, and how how people should approach it and how people should deal with it. Right. <clears throat> and so I thought it might be nice for us to read a little bit this morning. In fact, I'm going to ask Milo to read uh, a couple of passages uh, these are my favorite, two of my favorite, favorite passages uh, from the Fellowship of the Ring. Um, the first one there, that's uh, Gandalf and Frodo talking yes. in the kitchen. And Frodo is, you know, just kind of like perplexed. Why did the ring have to come to me? Yes, yes. And uh, so could you share with us just a little reading there from the Fellowship of the Ring? I'd be glad to. From the chapter, the tremendous chapter, The Shadow of the Past. This ring, Frodo stammered, how on earth did it come to me? Ah, said Gandalf, that is a very long story. The beginnings lie back in the black years, which only the lore masters now remember. If I were to tell you all that tale, we should still be sitting here when spring had passed into winter. But last night I told you of Sauron the Great, the Dark Lord. The rumors that you have heard are true. He has indeed arisen again and left his hold in Mirkwood and returned to his ancient fastness in the dark tower of Mordor. That name even you hobbits have heard of, like a shadow on the borders of old stories. Always after a defeat and a respite, the shadow takes another shape and grows again. I wish it need not have happened in my time, said Frodo. So do I, said Gandalf, and so do all who live to see such times. But that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given us. And that is absolutely one of my favorite quotes, not only from that book, but also in the movies. Uh, in the movies, it's um, Gandalf and Frodo have that conversation in the Mines of Moria, um, which is and it's just a beautiful, beautiful back, backdrop for that. Um, one of the things I think, too, that um, thinking about 9-11 brings up for a lot of people is there's so many mixed emotions, you know, what, what do we do in life? You know, what do we do in response to what seems like such blatant evil? You know, the oppression of people, um, you know, we, I know I spent a, a portion of my childhood where, um, my mother, we were in kind of hard times, and we lived in a very rough neighborhood. And there was a time of my childhood where I was actually chased home at time from schools by bullies that wanted to beat me up. <laughs> and it was terrifying. And um, I managed to evade them. <laughs> but uh, but it was terrifying, you know, wondering what would happen if they caught me and they were going to beat me up. Um, you know, just some bigger, you know, bully-type kids around the neighborhood. And... Um, and this happens as we grow older, sometimes on, on a larger scale. But I think the question is always, how will we respond to these things? Will we respond with vengeance? Will we respond with hate? And um, all of things which I think eat us up more than they do any any real good sometimes for the situation. And so there's another passage uh, in The Fellowship of the Ring where um, Frodo is talking about, you know, Gollum and how much problem Gollum created for everyone with 
his um, obsession with the ring and then Bilbo finally finding it. And now here was Sauron hunting them all down and sending out these riders to find them. And, um, and photos, you know, saying, you know, why, you know, why didn't Bilbo take care of this when he had the chance? So um, would you read that, that passion, that, that portion of from the Fellowship of the Ring? I'd be glad to, Tani. Again, from the Fellowship of the Ring portion of The Lord of the Rings, The Shadow of the Past. A heavy silence fell in the room. Frodo could hear his heart beating. Even outside, everything seemed still. No sound of Sam's shears could now be heard. Oh, said Gandalf, alas, mortar draws all wicked things, and the dark power was bending all its will to gather them there. The ring of the enemy would leave its mark, too, leaving him open to the summons, and all folk were whispering then of the new shadow in the south and its hatred of the west. There were his fine new friends who would help him in his revenge. Wretched fool, in that land he would learn much, too much for his comfort, and sooner or later, as he lurked and pried on the borders, Gollum would be caught and taken for examination. That was the way of it, I fear. When Gollum was found, he was already been there long and was on his way back, on some errand of mischief, but that does not matter much now. His worst mischief was done. Yes, alas, through him the enemy has learned that the one ring has been found again. He knows where Isildur fell. He knows where Gollum found the ring. He knows that it is a great ring, for it gave long life. He knows that it is not one of the three, for they have never been lost, and they endure no evil. He knows that it is not one of the seven or the nine, for those rings are accounted for. He knows that it is the one, and he has at last heard, I think, of hobbits and the Shire. The Shire, he may be seeking for it now, if he has not already found out where it lies. Indeed, Frodo, I fear that he may even think that the long unnoticed name of Baggins has become important. But this is terrible, said Frodo, far worse than the worst that I imagined from your hints and warnings. Oh, Gandalf, best of friends, what am I to do now? For now I am really afraid. What am I to do? What a pity that Bilbo did not stab that vile creature had he had the chance. Pity. It was pity that stayed his hand. Pity and mercy not to strike without need. And he has been well rewarded, Frodo. Be sure that he took so little hurt from the evil and escaped in the end because he began his ownership of the ring so with pity. I am sorry, but I am frightened, and I do not feel any pity for Gollum, said Frodo. You have not seen him, Gadalf broke in. No, and I don't want to, said Frodo. I can't understand you. Do you mean to say that you and the elves have let him live on after all these horrible deeds? Now at any rate he is as bad as an orc and just an enemy. He deserves death. Deserves it? I dare say he does, said Gandalf. Many that live deserve death, and some that die deserve life. Can you give it to them? Then do not be too eager to deal out death in judgment, for even the very wise cannot see all ends. Mm. Again, the wisdom of J.R.R. Tolkien in The Lord of the Rings. Things to ponder and think about. Thank you very much for reading that. Love is very, very powerful. Love is more powerful than evil. And pity. <laughs> and pity is part of love. That's right. So, I we um, will be transitioning here in a few moments to another topic. Um, there, I'm sure, are many ways for people to be uh, connected and hold this day of remembrance. Uh, hopefully, getting out and connecting with 
their neighbors and connecting with each other and those that they love and celebrating those in their lives that are here that we have the opportunity and the great joy of sharing the planet with for however long that we get to do that. Um, and so in a couple of moments, we're going to be talking about something that's coming up um, just about 8.30 and about, oh, a few more minutes, we will be having a special guest this morning, a local artist and musician, Adrena Thorpe, who is going to be over on the Pampered Lady Cruise. We have a very special gift giveaway this morning. Elves love giving gifts, as do hobbits. Oh, yes, and <laughs> receiving. Absolutely. And But we're going to talk about Coastal Cleanup Day, which is ways for people to be involved all up and down the coast. We're going to play a little short little bit of hobbitish music, and we will be right back. You are listening to What Would Arwen Do? on KUCI in Irvine, the best radio station in the history of Middle Earth. And that enchanting music from Howard Shore... The from the Academy Award winning The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, the complete recordings. And if you are a fan of Middle Earth, especially of the movies, and you have not had a chance to hear those complete recordings, you just might want to put that at the top of your list. Um, Milo, um, I think just whenever I hear the music of the Shire, it transports me right to... Uh, Peter Jackson's beautiful, beautiful Shire. <laughs> oh my gosh, the lands of New Zealand on this on this beautiful green earth we have served so well as my beloved Shire. It was gorgeous to look at and meaningful too. Yes, absolutely. I see the cottonwoods with all the little things just <laughs> blowing about. So let's talk a little bit about Coastal Cleanup Day. Uh, that is coming up actually a week from tomorrow, Saturday, September nineteenth. And it is the, what, the 25th annual? That's right. It's the 25th annual California Coastal Cleanup Day. Already the 25th. It seems like yesterday that we had the first <laughs> one. But Saturday, September 19th, 2009, uh, the premier volunteer event focused on the marine environment in this entire country. In 2008, more than 70,000 volunteers worked together to collect more than 1.6 million pounds of trash and recyclables from our beaches, lakes, and waterways. California Coastal Cleanup Day has been hailed by the Guinness Book as the largest garbage collection in history. Wow, I did not know that. The largest garbage collection in history. Since the program was started in 1985, over 800,000 Californians have removed more than 13 million pounds of debris from our state's shorelines and coast. Um, Now, you can get a lot more information by contacting uh, the... Uh, California Coastal Commission at 800 Coast for You. That's C O A S T for the numeral four, the letter U. 800 Coast for You, and it's Saturday, September 19th, from 9 a.m. till noon. And there are many, many, many participants. One of the participants is Subaru. Okay. Wonderful. And and you, if you go to your participating Subaru dealer, you get uh, and register for quote. 
Rockville Coastal Cleanup Day, you receive the official cleanup kit, including a T-shirt and a tote bag and a water bottle and gloves and a trash bag and lip balm and sunblock lotion, <laughs> all this stuff for Lots free. Lots of fun gifts. And the local Subaru dealers participating are South Coast Subaru in Costa Mesa, Irvine Subaru in Lake Forest, Timmer, Timmins Subaru in Long Beach, Rennick Subaru in Fullerton, and Cerritos Subaru in Cerritos, California, of course. Uh, all the information about this is available at healthybay.org in the volunteer pages for the Coastal Cleanup Day. Well, my passion, and I think that's wonderful, it's wonderful that, that Subaru is doing that and sponsoring such a wonderful again, event. And, again, these things are, I feel like I love these type of events because it gives us a way to connect with people of our community. And you never know what interesting people you meet, you know, when you go out and volunteer and do something good and then other people come together to do something good. And you could meet someone who would change your life. You might meet your new boyfriend, you might meet someone who inspires you to write a book, you might, you know, you just, or you just might meet someone, you might meet someone that has the best tip you ever had for making the best chili that you ever wanted to make. I mean, you just never know who you can meet, and and it's such a wonderful thing to, to um, there are lots of things that we can do individually, but there's something about joining together collectively with other people to do something good that just creates a kind of wonderful energy for Everyone and for the planet. The synergy of working with other people in a common good and a common goal cannot be trumped. It is the greatest. Absolutely. And it's kind of like getting together with your family if you love being with your family, but on a larger, even a larger scale. Right. A (laughs) macro family. A macro family. And I'm excited because one of the um, places that people can get involved locally with this is right here. You know, we elves um, love the coastline and love the waters and one of my favorite places on the planet is the upper Newport Bay Nature Preserve and Ecological Reserve, which represents approximately 1,000 acres of open space right here in Newport Beach. Uh, the upper Newport Bay Preserve surrounds the Ecological Reserve and the park includes the Peter and Mary Muth Interpretive Center where they have all kinds of wonderful programs, everything from astronomy night to kids programs. Uh, they're open during the day to tell people about um, the preserve and tell people about the bobcats that are around and just all kinds of wonderful things. Plant, there are lots of plant communities. And so there's lots of ways to get involved at the Upper Newport Bay. Their phone number over there, if you're interested, is 949-923-2290. And it's right here uh, on the bay in Newport Beach, and they are going to be having Coastal Cleanup Day, uh, which will be sponsored right through the Interpretive Center. It's going to be Saturday from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. The event is free. The parking is free. It's for all ages. A wonderful thing to get the family together for. It says here, join us for the 25th annual California Coastal Cleanup Day. Since this program began in 1985, over 80 800,000 Californians have removed, again, more than 13 million pounds of debris from our state's shorelines and coasts. It says, enjoy a day of giving back to nature by taking part in this historic cleanup of effort. The Newport Bay Cleanup Headquarters will be located at the Peter and Mary Muth Interpretive Center, where shuttle services will be provided to other areas of the bay. And this is a really 
great way to get in to see parts of the bay that you normally might not be able to get into. It says that volunteers will receive free lunch. Individuals, families, and groups are all welcome. Uh, make sure to wear suitable old clothes and shoes. This will be a dirty job. Bring a reusable, refillable water bottle so we can reduce our plastic use. And on-the-water cleanup is organized out of the Back Bay Science Center. So please call Robin Madrid at 949-640-9956 for more information. There is a website you can find this information through, www.ocparks.com, Upper Newport Bay. And uh, they're pleased that, uh, once again, uh, the Irvine Office of E-Waste is a cleanup day sponsor. They'll have a collection truck. In the interpretive center, accepting all of oh, accepting all of your electronic waste. So, if you have some uh, things that electronically that you've been trying to figure out, what do I do with this? How do I dispose of it properly? They are going to have a collection truck. So that's a very good yeah. thing to know. Very, very important. Many of our electronics are wonderful, Tani, but there are some dangerous metals and dangerous chemicals that are in them and it's pr- it's very important that electronics be properly recycled right uh, we don't just want them sitting around in the landfills and leak Right. Leaching into the environment. Right. Uh, so again, uh, that's a that's a wonderful thing to know. A collection truck at the Interpretive Center parking lot from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. for all of your electronic waste. And again, this is uh, through the Upper Newport Bay, 2301 University in Newport Beach, 92660. Their phone number, 949-923-2290. And you can get information through www.ocparks.com, Upper Newport Bay. And there are also websites specifically for uh, the Back Bay Naturalists and Friends. They have a naturalist training coming up in October, and we'll be talking about that a little bit more uh, in the weeks ahead. And in just a few minutes, we should be getting a call from Adrena and... um, Milo, I'm very excited because we elves like to get out on the water. Um, not all <laughs> hobbits <laughs> are especially fond of getting out on the water, but 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 there the are exceptions. Of Bilbo and Frodo, in, yes, absolutely. And have, we 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 know again from a long expected party in the Fellowship of the Ring. Um, a very nice, well-spoken, gentle hobbit is Mister Bilbo, as I've always said. The gaffer declared. With perfect truth, for Bilbo is very polite to him, calling him Master Hamfast and consulting him constantly upon the growing of vegetables. The gaffer was recognized as the leading authority by all in the neighborhood, especially on potatoes. But what about that Frodo that lives with him, asked Old Noakes of Bywater. Baggins is his name, and but he's more than half a brandy buck, they say. It beats me why any Baggins of Hobbiton should go looking for a wife away there in Buckland, where folks are so queer. And no wonder they're queer put in Daddy Twofoot, the gaffer's next-door neighbor. If they live on the wrong side of the Brandywine River and ride again the old forest, that's a dark place if half the tales be true. You're right, Dad, said the gaffer. Not that the Brandybucks of Buckland live in the old forest, but they're a queer breed, seemingly. They fool about with boats on that big river, and that isn't natural. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm one of those hobbits that like an occasional boat trip, and in fact, boats are very, very important. I mean, the earth is a very large place, and more than three-quarters of it, Tani, is ocean. Yes. And 
and our interaction here, especially on the coast of California, the interface between the western United States and the Pacific Ocean, a very, very important thing. And it's so wonderful to go on the boats to Catalina Island Mm -hmm. or just a little boat around uh, Newport Bay to see what it looks like. It's a wonderful opportunity. And even though every time I'm on a boat, the first thing I do is to put on a life vest, (laughs) as all hobbits are a little nervous around the water, Mm -hmm. uh, I still enjoy a, a nice, gentle boat ride. Whereas we elves, um, generally when I get on the boat, the first thing I do is run to the center of the boat and try to do the the Titanic thing. It's like, I'm flying. (laughs) (laughs) Let me go up into the sails. And uh, But uh, somewhere in between your response and my response is a cruise coming up this Sunday. I'm very excited. Uh, This is called the Pampered Lady All-Inclusive Cruise. And uh, there's going to be wonderful ways for girls to go and get away from it all. Take a little mini vacation and pampering on a luxury yacht in the Newport Harbor. And if you haven't, ha- if you're a lady and you haven't had an opportunity to get away from it all and just get out on the water, um, there'll be facials. Uh, some friends of mine from Coastal Acupuncture are going to be doing acupressure uh, with ear seeds. There'll be massage. There'll be chiropractic. There'll be bands. In fact, we're going to be. I I think Adrena is going to be calling in, and Adrena Thorpe, who has got the voice of an angel and just the sweetest, sweetest presence and personality, is going to be providing some of the entertainment on the cruise. We're going to hear a song from her in just a moment. Janine from KUCR here, from Janine's Mom's Rock in the House, is going to be the host. So wow. she'll be kind of Wonderful. just guiding us through the day. Absolutely. They're, they have scrumptious d- desserts and appetizers. Uh, champagne, juices, fine wines. So if you don't drink champagne, they have just little sparkling juices. There's going to be gifts and giveaways, all kinds of fun things. And we have this morning, we um, have a gift to give away of a ticket for the cruise. Oh, my gosh. Listeners. Are you kidding me? Yes, they very generously have offered. And this is a cruise that is sponsored. It's put on by Orange County Parenting Magazine. Mm. And uh, so it's really a day for women. You know, it's a day to leave the kids home with dad. But uh, the people at Orange County Parenting are so wonderful. They do such a service. They're always doing events and things around the, the community to promote family and uh, they're going to have Gina Keogh and friends from the Real Housewives of the OC, so that wow. should be a kick. <laughs> uh, yeah, and if you do not win the cruise, but you want to just get a discount, they are um, giving a group discount to RKUCI listeners. So if you, the phone number is 714-771-7454, extension 110, or visit www.pamperedladycruise.com. And when you call, you will be talking to Gina. And if you mention that you are a listener of KUCI, you can get a group discount and maybe take a group of girlfriends. It's a wonderful way to celebrate someone's birthday or um, a new baby or just a day away from it all. Uh, get some girlfriends together. So again, it's 714-771-7454. And mention that you're part of the KUCI family. Absolutely. And uh, so that's very generous of them. So we do have also a cruise to give away. Our phone number is 949-824-5824, 949-824-5824. And we're going to play a little song right now from Adrena Thorpe, who's going to be on the cruise. This from her CD, Elusive. And uh, you can check her out at adrenathorpe.com, A-D-R-I-N-A-T-H-O-R-P-E.
And this is a song I thought kind of um, relative to hobbits and elves called Round the Bend. Oh, Round the Bend, yes. <laughs> so here's Adrena, and you are listening to KUCI in Irvine. that the enchanting voice of Adrena Thorpe, who will be on the Pampered Lady Cruise coming up again. That's this coming Sunday, September 13th, 1 to 4 p.m. And if you are interested in getting a KUCI group discount, you can call 714-771-7454, extension 110, ask for Gina, or visit the website and see what's going on at www pamperedladycruise.com and I am very excited because one of my favorite local musicians and artists, Adrena Thorpe who you just heard her song Round the Bend from her CD Elusive and she is going to be providing entertainment and she is here with us for a very short uh, few minutes to tell us about her life as a musician and artist. Hi, Adrena. Hi. Thank you so much for having me on your show and welcoming me to Middle Earth. <laughs> well, welcome That's to Middle day. Earth. <laughs> so, Adrena, would you... Uh, Milo's here with me. Hi, Hi, Milo. How are you? Hi, Milo. And uh, uh, this is Milo. And, Adrena, if you'd be kind enough to turn down your radio so that we don't get a little bit of feedback. I don't have a radio on. Oh, oh. No, I think it's I think it's us. Is it us? <laughs> okay, I it's us. sorry. I have a television on downstairs. No, I think it's okay. I think it's that just is just a little bit echoey, but it's not your fault. I wonder if it might be like a neighboring house or something's radio. No, mm, I think it's just. I think it's us. College okay. technology, but it's all good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Adrena, would you tell us a little bit about um, because you? Um, I found out about you actually through Janine, who is going to be hosting mm-hmm. the cruise, and she does bounce rock in the house. She's all about promoting uh, women through, especially through Mama Palooza, but women who are moms as well as musicians and artists. And could you tell us a little bit about your life? As are you a full time uh, mom and full time musician, or how yes. does that work? <laughs> I'm a full time mom, and it's kind of made it be a part time musician. Um, I do it in my spare time, and um, it works fairly well if you have someone who's supportive and who's very involved in your child's life. And so my husband is, and he spends a lot of time with my daughter, and so because of that, um, I spend time working on my music on the times when he's home. Some of the time, some of the time, you know, you want to have family time still, so it's important. Yeah. Um, so, so it works. It's very exhausting, though. It's a lot harder than um, doing music before kids. <laughs> <laughs> so did you start just uh, playing music? How did you get into music anyway? Um, well, I've always done music. Um, my mom got me into piano lessons when I was four. I started writing songs when I was six, um, but I didn't officially start doing it till about 2004. I always, I mean, I, I did piano competitions and things like that as a, as a kid and a teen, but, um, you know, you're always, um, encouraged to get a job that actually pays. And <laughs> <laughs> you started yeah. as an instrumentalist then. How did you move from being a pianist to a singer? 
<laughs> well, I started listening to the radio more um, because actually my parents only listened to classical music when I was growing up, and so that's why I had that really instrumental focus. And then when I was in college, all my friends were listening to, you know, Sarah McLachlan and Tori Amos and various other artists, and um, I really fell in love with it. And, um, you know, I just found that my songwriting started changing. But, you know, even when I was actually, I take that back, because even when I was six, my first song I wrote, it did have words. So um, I don't know. Maybe I was supposed to do that. So you're a composer as well? Um, Yeah, I did a couple instrumental um, compositions. Nothing huge or massive or or grandiose. I really think my gift is in creating melodies and not not in creating arrangements. So I think um, it was just finding that there was a world like that and finding my place that enabled me to do it. And so, but you write all of your own songs, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I love this CD, this, your elusive CD, and I understand now that you have a new CD, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just releasing it. It's called Half Light and Shadows, and um, it's a bunch of songs that deal with, um, it kind of goes along chronologically almost along a journey of struggling through darkness to finding the light. Mm. Um, it sounds like a good uh, album for today. Yeah. On the anniversary of 9-11. Yeah. Oh, yes, that's true. Oh, we have goodness. to go from the darkness to the light. It's going towards the light of the Valinor. Right. Absolutely. Yes, exactly. So, um, you know, I mean, life has so many struggles and so much darkness, and there is so much light at the same time, and they're both present together. And so it's about um, how to handle the struggles that life hits you and how to find the light and how to find God's light in the midst of all the um, turbulent storms in life and everything. It's just a bunch of different songs about different issues, but they're all pretty um, open-ended, like, you know, they can reach you wherever whatever you're dealing with. They're not a bunch of love songs. So somebody listened to my album and didn't know the premise. And <laughs> well, I'm they, glad, actually. Yeah. I, I think it's wonderful. The world should have love songs. Yeah. However, um, I love, because the elves, I believe, were the first minstrels, the first folk singers mm-hmm. of Middle Earth, and um, they love to compose tales about heroic deeds and adventure and uh, all of that type of thing. So I love uh, songs that actually... Um, inspire us to think, you know, yeah. to think about life and to think about our response to life. So thank you for making an album like that. I'm good, looking forward now to looking it up uh, on the Internet. And um, <laughs> You do have a website, right? And uh, your music is available through your website. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Um, it's adrenathorpe.com, and, or you can go to halflightandshadows.com. Either one will take you to the same place. Are you available on iTunes, Adrena? Um, it should be within probably mid-October. But today, we could go to your website if we wanted and uh, place an order. Yes. In fact, you can, if you, you can download MP3s, and they're iTunes quality, and they play compatible with iTunes. And In fact, even with the hard copy albums, what I started doing was um, just whenever someone orders a hard copy album, giving them an instant link to download all the tracks. Because, you know, that way you get something to listen to right away instead of having to wait for the mail. Wow, that's very cool. So they yeah. can download it right into their uh, iPod or their MP3. Zoom. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little more, uh, the only thing is it's a little more old school in how you download it. It sends you to a page, and then you have to right-click it, or you have to click on it and download it. So you there's 13 tracks, so you would have to click 13 times. So 
that may be a very small price to pay for. Yeah. <laughs> can you spell out, can, Adrina? Can you please spell out the name of your website? www dot. Then it goes A D R I N A T H O R P E dot com. So it's Adrina Thorpe or halflightandshadows.com, just spelled like it sounds with no spaces. So, um, yes, just as long as people don't type in Adriana or Andrina, <laughs> <laughs> it's Adrina. They yes. can reset. <laughs> and this coming Sunday, you are going to be on the Pamper Lady Cruise. So if people want to come and actually get to see you in person, will you have some of your CDs there? Yes, I will um, definitely bring some with me, and I'll be playing some of the some of the more happier tunes from my album for the cruise uh-huh. um, and some of the songs from my elusive album as well. And um, I'll be playing as people are boarding on the cruise. And I guess it's a four-hour cruise, a three-hour tour. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, well, it's at least three hours. I think it goes officially from 1 to 4 p.m. Yeah. But it's so much fun. It's just And it's lovely just to get away, get out on the water in the sparkling sunshine. It's just something about getting on the ocean that's very good or the soul. Yeah, and just getting in sunlight and just feeling feeling the breeze. And there will be lots of wonderful activities as well, I hear. So. Oh, yeah. It's actually, there are three decks to the boat. So there's, uh, and there's something going on on all the decks at all the times. And there's, um, they have a, a crepe bar. They have a whole chocolate bar with chocolate, chocolate martinis and chocolates to eat. And um, there's... Oh, just several food venues. They had like uh, quesadillas and just all kinds of variety of food and uh, sparkling wine and sparkling soda and um, just all kinds of wonderful things in addition to massage and chiropractic and acupuncture and um, psychic readings and all kinds of wonderful things. Or you can just go hang out on the top of the boat and watch watch the other boats go by. <laughs> well, you, you know, I, I've always found that music on a boat has a special quality because of the interaction of the sound with the surrounding yeah. water-heavy, vapor-heavy air. Oh. And in, when I listen to music, as I did once on a cruise... It, it has a different quality than it does on land. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, that's going to be very cool. Well, our time is just about up. Adrina, I will look forward to seeing you on Sunday, and thank you so much for uh, coming out and being with us on the Pampered Lady Cruise, and also thank you for being in the world, who you are, taking time, even though you are a full-time mother, taking time to find time for your creative gifts, because I believe that all of our lives are enriched by... Uh, our artists and musicians friends so thank you very much for taking the time and energy to do that well thank you so much for having me on your show and for um, sharing your time and thank you so much for um, bringing lots of music and inspiration to the world through your show cool (laughs) I will see you on Sunday and we are going to play another one of your songs actually this is my favorite of all your songs it's called Fly 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 from your elusive CD, can you just tell me, tell us a little bit? I'm just kind of curious. How, where, what was the inspiration for this song? Well, in a nutshell, falling in love. So. Ah, <laughs> great! <laughs> I'm looking forward to that happening um, sometime in the near future, hopefully. <laughs> I hope so. Okay, Adrina, thank okay. you so much, and we'll look forward to seeing you, Sandy. Alen salalumen amentiavo. A star shines on the hour of our meeting, my friend. Thank you. You're welcome. See you later. Bye. So, isn't she charming? She's that, just 
was just wonderful. She has such a nice speaking voice. Sometimes singers don't have a nice speaking voice, but she has a nice speaking voice as well as a singing voice. Yes, I met her um, at another event that uh, Janine uh, hosted, and she's just as she's just as sweet as she as she sounds. She's just. She just has this sweetness and this, you just, she's one of those people that you just like to be around, you know, because she just seems so sweet and friendly and lovely. And she's not at all, you know, presumptuous, even though she's this incredibly talented musician. She's just very open. And so, but that's going to just about wrap it up for our time today, Milo. My gosh, it's been a wonderful, wonderful time talking about Coastal Cleanup Day and the Subaru Partnership, refreshing our minds with the way that we should deal with darkness and evil, mm. not with revenge and not with hatred, but with pity and love. Absolutely. Thank you. And thank you for reading from the our beloved books this morning. And uh, our show is going is kind of evolving. We're kind of seeing where we want to go. In a couple of weeks, we'll be starting a new quarter of programming. Hopefully, we will, we will be here sharing uh, time with people. Uh, we're all volunteers here at KCI, so you never know. We'll have some new programming coming up in just a few weeks. So hopefully, if you are listening in, you will keep an eye on our website at www.kuci.org, not only for our fantastic programming, but also in in case you are interested, if you're a student or faculty or a staff of UCI, perhaps taking the DJ training, we'll have some news about that. That's right. It's wonderful. I took it just last summer, and it was just a wonderful time meeting other people, finding the varieties of music that exist on this earth and the beauty in all kinds of genres, everything from classical to jazz, women's music, hip-hop, soul so many varieties. We've and, just about got it all. And wonderful, wonderful other uh, programming where we have discussions. There's film school every Tuesday morning with Mike Caspar and Nathan Callahan, a tremendous film program. And I will not gush on and on, but being a part of KCI has changed my life, and I absolutely love being here. I can't even imagine... Uh, what my life would be, not for the peop- the incredible people that I've met, yourself included, oh, through yes, KCI. Uh, ditto for me. So we are going to leave you with a little song from, K- uh, from Adrena Thorpe, Fly, Fly, Fly. Please stay tuned for, I believe it's Love and Romance coming up at uh, 9 a.m. This is KUCI in Irvine. So until next week, my govanin to, um, no, my govanin, no, Maria. And, uh, and as they say in the Shire, it's been wonderful, and we will see you in a couple weeks. <laughs> and this is KCI in Irvine, the best radio station in the history of Middle Earth. Mm-hmm.